And then I left Meg. I left him behind. The Marine Corps will bury Thomas in Portsmouth, or if I prefer, transport his body to Folkestone. There would be passage for us both. I ask for paper and pen. I write a letter to his mother, to my parents. I place them with Thomas's body. Yes, he would be coming home. She can bury him in the churchyard at St Ainsworth, where we were married. Footfall crunching in the snow. I glance back. Two sets of tracks. Signs of our returning. I do not write that I will not be with his body. I retain my passage on the Prince of Wales without Thomas. Yes, woman alone, certainly. Many women on this journey, some alone in chains. Yes, I'm perfectly all right. Wives of other Marines with whom to commune. Thank you, thank you. I smile bravely, all right. I entertain thoughts of mixing and mingling. My stomach turns. I never would manage that. I never could. Always on the outside. Used to that. Yes, very kind. Thank you. Perfectly all right. Certainly. I will survive at sea. I glance up from our fire. A shooting star. Doroka. Bright fiery paths screaming across the sky. Man of stars. I know you catch it in your lens this night under a velvet sky. Meg brings hot sweet tea this morning. Warabur. She sees that the inside of my hut is now in some disarray. White cards piled across the table and strewn across the ground. Lines and circles made with chalk. Cards in strange arrangements. The small table is covered in candle wax and stained with ink. Journals and notebooks scattered on the ground. Eliza, drink tea with me. I would make some space at the table. Yes, Meg, just leave the cards as they are, in their constellations, I laugh. Make a pile of the journals, and I'll be dressed presently. I pull on one of Thomas's long shirts. I tuck it into my skirts. I see you made a seaboard journal. Would you read it to me? Oh, Meg, you already know some of the story. These are just jottings, 
I touch again that worn, familiar volume. My heart catches. I release a broken breath. Put put kurunyeni. Nayana noe, tiorunonga. It is my shadow, lurking. I tried to keep a record, just as Thomas would. His would have been filled with latitude and longitude and calculations of astronomical arrangements, conditions on the ship, status of supplies, so many critical points of information. I just scribbled a few lines on most days before I tried to sleep. I barely remember what I wrote. I've not yet reopened that notebook. A journal of my own. No, I fear there will be lines of piteous lamentation and of no entertainment. Read them to me, Eliza. Journey, May 1787. 13th of May. Sunrise sky washed clean, clear, empty. Numb, mute sky. I know they are all talking about me. Poor woman lost her lieutenant only yesterday. Strange, tall, solitary woman does not stay behind to bury him. She runs away to sea. Thirteenth of May, afternoon. As long as we are rolling away, far away, as long as I need not to speak, not to commune with blithe humanity, I am far away. The sun dares to shine. The insolence of that gentle breeze. Why is everyone being so kind? I am drowning in a silent dream. I am numb. I am fury storming. Grief, sorrow, loss, breaking in waves. I take mine to the sea. I take mine to the ocean. Today I sail into the wind. I too fly away. 14th of May. I look around and see I am within a fleet of sails, heading south. One of many. Everything rolls and rolls. Soon my body turns inside upon itself and hurls, hurls my pain into a pail. The sounds of retching all around, the acrid smell. Shock, grief, fury, waves of fury, 
waves of pain. Vomit, shit, fever, my body emptying everything I ever loved, everything I wanted. 30th of May. We see land, the island of Madeira. No, don't stop, don't sight land. Never stop, roll on until we fall, fall off the globe that holds this ache, round and round until I fall inside this vertiginous clod of nullity. 30th of May. It was just a short season of desire. It was so new. A few feverish months, Thomas. I dragged you into this. I talked you into marriage. I teased you into bed. Oh, that I had never desired you. That our innocence still bound us. That we had remained fast and loving friends. Ideas and imagination. Not my wanton body, weak and bounding out of control. That I had kept my passion under rein. My own shadow. Would you then, my Thomas, still be with me? My body was awakened. Playful, dominant and controlling. Reckless, arrogant woman. And now your life is lost. I've lost my love. Wretched woman. Slave to my body's urges. Now with child. Where now my cherished freedom? I had become for you a stranger. Just an intimate stranger. First of June. From some drugged sleep, I start awake at night. Screams of a dying animal. Agony on and on. A nightmare wretched. At dawn, I know it is the throes of birthing. Then the lull and the strangled, startled cry of the newborn. Here. The 2nd of June. I am awakened to my own condition. My gnawing child unborn. A breath of Thomas locked inside me. I cradle my belly. I stand on deck and shake loose my hair. I roll and twist my stiff body to life again. Stillness, 
under a calm summer sun. Oh Meg, I swear by these stars that our last night together was one I remember with wonder. My beautiful soldier was a king among men. I was his queen. <laughs> no surprise then that you can yearn once more, Eliza. I recall now our last night. Brave young soldier rises for his Eliza. He hungers, urging caresses. He pulls me to our bed. I turn to see him standing proud. Arms spread wide. Our love is fire. An adoring man of stars. He smiles with such desire. He suckles me, both breasts. He kisses me deeply. He has learned to be my king. His hands, his fingers, his tongue find me with such skill. His dance of desire, so powerful, determined, triumphant. He turns to me and holds me to his heart. We were never mystery, one unto the other. Eternal, no beginning, no end, no middle, no fall. 